I'm Cameron. Hi. He's Ben. <laughs> and that's Evan. On the way here, Cam and I were discussing whether we should focus on like one person talking about, oh, why'd you get into cars or you know anything like that? Or if we should kind of just go around the room with the similar questions. Or Cam just went straight to, what does it all mean? <laughs> oh, wow, you went why? straight there. I did. Yeah. Why, I did. Do we, why do we like cars? <laughs> I think I was actually like, it's Wednesday at... 745 what does it all mean and Evan said you know some of the best moments of my life are driving around in this car I was like well say that yeah and who cares I I wouldn't say that but what does it all mean kind of goes back to why did you get into it what what does it mean I feel like you're shirping us into a podcast right now is that what's (laughs) happening are you shirping us into the beginning of a podcast it's just it's just natural I like it yeah I like it so wait, Evan, mm-hmm. um, how long have you had this car that you've had some of the best experiences in cars? <laughs> Not very long. Um, March, so nine months. Is that right? Do you feel like you've settled into it? Oh, yeah, feels great. I love it. Um, I got to say, when you guys came up to meet me when I drove it home from Seattle, I was like a nervous wreck for two days straight. Like the way down to meet you, I was not because relaxed. Of, because of us two. I was so upset that I would have had to see you you and talk to you. (laughs) Why would you come and meet me when I'm bringing home a car? Why? Well, that made a quite, I mean, I'll never forget that. Obviously that's quite, it's much different than going and getting a car and driving it home yourself than it is to have two of your friends go hundreds of miles out of their way to go for a drive with you. Well, I think one of the best things about that was we all got to drive in the snow cars that you typically wouldn't drive in the snow. Mm-hmm. I actually came up the other day. I was like, I don't know. Somebody was texting or instant messaging in Instagram about that. Oh, you know, something about driving in the rain. It was like, I've driven this thing in the snow and it was as if I had a second head or something. All of a sudden people were like, what, why would you do that? You know, it was like genuine outrage. Like, you drove that thing like those aren't meant to be driven in the snow. I was like, no. No, it's not like you went out of your way to go find the snow. And <laughs> no, I mean it was yeah. right, but it was definitely <laughs> wait, one. Wait of those. a second, your car definitely has a snow screen. A snow screen on the intake. It's a German car. It must have what they call a snow screen, which hmm. is like a looks like a like a grid. Like it's not. It's not. It's like a fabric grid. It's very very fine. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I've never taken the intake apart. Can't get to any of it. Can't see the motor. It's one of the most disappointing things about the car. Yeah, because you're not even. We're not even sure it actually has an engine, right? I mean, <laughs> hard to say. Nobody's ever seen it. <laughs> don't know where the spark plugs go. <laughs> not really sure where the oil goes. I will say that now, when I get in my car, and for the last many, many months, I'm much more relaxed. I have zero anxiety about driving that. That thing. was my, that was going to be my question. How long did it take to adjust to having to drive in that car? Um, not too long because I had owned the previous 911, the 996 4S. And I had already realized that having your dream car doesn't necessarily buy you happiness. It just gives you a couple weeks of euphoria. And then, and then after that, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely makes me happy. 
Yep. But uh, I, I had had that feeling already. So it wasn't like super foreign to me. Um, but I'd say once I was able to really step on it and figure out where the car would break loose and how much power it had and what it felt like going over bumps at speed and, you know, just regular driving stuff. Once I was able to do that, I felt comfortable, which is probably just a week or so. Do you feel more cautious with that car than other cars you've owned, or are you just driving it like you normally would no, drive it? No, I feel pretty comfortable in it. it. I see it as just a car. It's still just a piece of metal in an engine, and things are going to break, and things can go wrong. But it's made to be driven hard, right? I mean, you see these guys go around Nürburgring and just beat the heck out of it over curbs and stuff and i feel like the stuff i'm doing is nowhere near that intense on the car i'm not sure that they have to weather the financial consequence of that that's a good point <laughs> and the car is usually generally more set up than mine is right off the showroom floor which is a 2015 911s by the way i, I mean we yeah. have to ask that at some point otherwise yeah. everybody yeah. listening to this is going to be going this all sounds very interesting it's like, well, but, the Camry is, uh, you know, it took a while to get used to. <laughs> did it but, feel like an upgrade from the Corolla? It did. And once I got used to the, all the t- buttons on the touchscreen and the seat adjustments, I was ready to rock. So you mean you left the, you left the in-car entertainment exactly as Toyota intended it? Exactly. <laughs> That's actually one of the favorite things about my 335i, my 07 E90, is that I have no infotainment center in it there's no screen there's nothing there's nothing there's a radio, no. there's a radio? There's there's a like radio. A, isn't there like a single line of like weird dot matrixy looking yeah. orangeness yeah there's a does there's that still that, work yeah everything works that's it's a dot matrixy screen and it has a cd player and you know some buttons does it say but um, no those cars did come with an iDrive, but but that this particular sport edition or whatever doesn't have any sport of the, design edition it's, whoa <laughs> <laughs> i forgot that the 911 is a sport design edition. I hear those. One are- of 100. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you know which, which number it at? Is it one? I don't. I actually found about three or four other VINs that went along that are also sport design editions, but they were so far apart that I was Wait, like, okay, back, there's no way. They're all one. What do, you, what do you mean you found other VINs? Because oh I, my I God, you're a sport some, design I, stalker. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I went on, was it Renlist? And I found about three other ones for sale over the years. And okay, I, so just let's be clear. There's no like registry. was there. There's no... no there's no like out there enthusiast registry. Right. I had to of do fans. my. You did your own did detective own work exactly. to figure out the other <laughs> one of two of. Yeah, fans. I was curious. I was like, if there's a pattern here, maybe I could figure out which one mine is, and then I can come up with a custom license plate. So uh, I okay, I, thirty-seven of one hundred. <laughs> yeah, I'm still stuck on nine ABV eight seven seven five or something. Uh, the like fact that, that you have that memorized is frightening. No, I really as well. don't. Um, do, do you remember my license plate? Not, no, it's like a nine birthday b- birthday X nine BDX one seven eight. That's my that's my plate. It so it, it was nothing. personalized for you, <laughs> right? We came up with the right. nine birthdays times. Okay, I yeah. I mean, the sport design edition thing. When you brought that up, I was convinced there was no way that it was actually that. I don't know why I was convinced that, but I'm just like. How could that be? And then you, you were like, 
Oh my God, it actually is. <laughs> the, the first picture I sent, like right when I got there, I was like, everybody move back. You know, and I opened the door and I was like, there it is. Took the picture, sent it off, mission accomplished. To, just to prove that it said sport, edi- sport design edition on the windowsill. Yeah, and there was that moment after, after you sent that photo that I was convinced that you actually found something amazing that, you know, we were all just going to be in utter awe of. And then, of course, <laughs> I'm like wickying all the different editions of the 911 991.1. Yeah. And there's like 10 different special editions. It was like, okay. Yeah, it like, wasn't super. You, you you paid whatever the value of it was. Like yeah. You, you, it wasn't like you found, you know, needle in a haystack. <laughs> and you're going to come home and be like, it's worth 500 grand. Nope. The price is, I would say, maybe a 5% difference from what I've seen compared to a regular not sport design edition 911s. So wait, are you saying that there's a penalty for getting a sport design edition? No, oh. I'm saying it's five percent more, more value. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Which is negligible, really. It is exclusive. Is what you're saying? Well, I don't but know. To me, it feels very exclusive. When yeah, I saw sport design edition, I was like, I don't even know what that is. It's one of one of Evans one. Yeah, right. I, I, it is exactly. exclusive to yeah. you. I, only I, mine. Only my fingernail clippings are inside that car. It's delightful. I feel like we've gotten a lot of comedic value out of the one of 100 no, so been, from that end it's worth you're right every penny you have to put a value you on, do. on laughter hey i think you've been an excellent sport <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended i was very happy to see a sport design edition not only that but i will say when i'm looking at all the 911s online for the four to six months that i went shopping for compared to stock i looked at that car and not just me but karen the wife also was like oh my god that's the one. I mean, because it pretty much looks more like a GT3. It's got that aggressive, really aggressive look. And to me, if you're buying a Porsche, I want it to look sick. And now when I look at the stock 911s, I'm just kind of like, eh, which is a little weird. And I feel like a snob, but I like the way it looks. But anybody could do it. I mean, literally, it's a ducktail and a bumper and some mirrors. I mean, I do love a ducktail. It's not like, yeah. I didn't I mean, know I loved the ducktail until I owned the ducktail. Well, it's funny, too, because it eliminates active arrow, but yet at the same time, it just looks cool. So, mm. so you don't really need active arrow, then? I guess not. Like, they were talking about the new GT3 Turing, and they ran whatever the test is to see what the downforce is, and it produces, like, 32 pounds of downforce or something like that compared to... I think it was like over 300 for the one with the wing. Wow. But Well, like big GT3 wing. Yeah, yeah, the swan. Why is everything like some sort of animal with a tail attached to it? Duck, swan, whale. I never really thought about that. Something though, right? Interesting, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Duck, you don't swan? really see mouse tail, do you? No, no. 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 That would be weird on a car. <laughs> yeah. Although they do have those exterminator cars with the... You know, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. They have an exterminator oh, car. Oh, yeah, the Western. Yeah, the, yeah their, their logo is, is a mouse. Badass. The blind yeah, guy with the gigantic and they have mallet. A, sometimes they have a tail off the back of the yeah. car. <laughs> I like the you giant know, just, mallet. Just so you know, Ben. It's like Mr. Magoo with a mallet and a big like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. tall hat. Always remind, hat it, you know what it reminds me of? Pink Floyd, the wool. Yeah, it's got that look. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. The Professor? Yeah. Is, that, is that right? Yeah. I don't know what it is, but it's the big hammer. Yeah. Maybe this isn't a bad thing. I just feel like we completely rolled right into this without even saying 
saying what? Hi, Evan. <laughs> <laughs> Evan, that's my name. What's let, your name? Let's uh, let, let's just be really clear. Like, none of us have really ever done this before. No, no. no it feels this like is, a train wreck already, doesn't it? No, actually, it doesn't. I don't think it sounds like a train wreck either. I, I think it sounds great. I think, uh, but to be to be completely honest with everybody who potentially is going to be listening to this, this is this is the first time we've ever done this, right? Uh, it's the I, first time I think we've ever sat down and constructed a conversation around our hobby. I can honestly say I've never sat in front of a microphone and talked. No, nope. never. I mean, I've I've sang you know in a band a couple times when I was younger, but I've never sat here and had a conversation or recorded my own voice. <clears throat> the reality is, and let's get to the point here. I think one of the ideas that we had to come and talk about this stuff to make it relevant and why we have an idea that this is relevant to other people out there is you have a hobby, you have an interest that is time consuming, right? Whether it's two hours, like you were saying, or whether it's Saturday morning or whether you want to go do a whole rally, like it's time consuming. And we, you know, we all have family commitments. We all have work commitments. We all have, you know, other things that we have committed time to. Um, and so, this is the thing I think that we all, you know, when we, when we want to try and carve some time out, right. To go do something. This is, this is, you know, up there at the top of the list of the things that, I mean, I don't know, you know, some people go play golf and right. I get that and I've done that, but you know, you were saying, you know, your wife knows it's like a couple of hours or whatever. And we went for a drive Sunday morning. It was a shame you weren't here. It was a good drive. You know, in the planning of that, it's like, well, it's going to be really early. You know, you have this conflict, which is, well, you don't get that up, up that early during the week for the kids at school. <laughs> but you're willing to get up that early to go for a, you know, a really early drive. And yes, I am. Um, yes, the reality I am. that is, in, that, in this particular instance, that's when it was happening. I didn't have any choice about what time it was going to happen. Oh, but less, the fact that it happened... Traffic. Less traffic early in the Well, morning. I mean, <laughs> no, there was a commitment to get, which we can talk about that in detail. There was a commitment to get there to meet somebody who had uh, a prototype Lotus Amira that no one outside of the press had seen. Um, and so we were invited from another friend who's hip to the Lotus scene uh, to go see this thing. So we had to get there at 7? Valid reason. Saratoga, six thirty in the morning. Which <clears throat> I mean, that, it it felt in the moment as I was shivering, filling race, feeling my <laughs> in my loner cayenne. Uh, I was like, what am, what Did am you I really? You put you put one hundred and one in the cayenne? Hell yeah! <laughs> I mean, it did, has a turbo. You didn't, you didn't read the text thread. It's overwhelming when I miss out on a little bit and I come back and there's 97 texts there and I'm like, oh my so, God. All so, right. So we'll make, let, we'll, let Ben so abbreviate make, it for you. Ben will abbreviate it for and you. And maybe we'll edit this out for the purposes of nah. law enforcement. But <laughs> we both did the nine run in five minutes, 16 seconds. Uh, no, yeah, that part I got. Okay, so the race fuel did work. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I had that. Okay, you were in your car. Yeah. I was in the car. RS5, Cayenne. by the way. I was in the, the Cayenne, okay. The base model <laughs> Cayenne. Who is who is leading? 
Uh, my friend Jeff, who has a, I don't know exactly what year it is, but it's a 60s era Ford Cortina, hmm. non-Lotus, but it's a race car, and he's a race car driver, so we were following his line, <laughs> which was both hilarious and obviously very fast to get up nine. Uh, what's the engine in that thing? <laughs> oh, wow. Like a little it's like a 1.6, right? yeah. like a 1.6 liter, yeah. the, like cross The engine flow. that is in that thing is not the stock engine that was in that thing. The block is, but the head is not. Yeah. It's like a cross flow head on top of the stock block. But interesting, though. And he blew I'm third saying, gear. Considering your car and the Cayenne. <laughs> However, I'm sure it weighed like 900 kilograms. It weighs nothing. <laughs> I mean, it has yeah. no interior. It's got like a roll cage on the inside and a couple of race seats. Nice. It's super light. Gotcha. That I mean, that's the biggest thing about that car. That's the same. It's the same mentality as the Lotus Seven that he's got. It's yeah. like there's no weight yeah. at all. We we brought the most ridiculous things to go and see a Lotus, specifically me with the <laughs> three ton Cayenne. I, I told Cameron, I said, I said, this is great. You get to experience what it's like to try and drive one of these massive heavy cars, <laughs> yeah, on back roads where you know you have to think ahead about four weeks before the corner. Also, yeah. it's interesting, too, because I find myself behind a Cayenne a pretty good amount, I feel like. And now, not that I've been in the car, or I have, but you know, not, not in a spirited drive. Now it's like, okay, th- th- this thing is capable of so much. What is wrong? What, what, we're on Highway 9. You're in a Cayenne. What are you doing? So you would say it's incredible. I mean, if you're doing 5 minutes, 17 seconds at Highway 9, that's a pretty I, capable vehicle. When I just got to, in- just, I, I'm really curious to ask this question, because the... In our super secret offline spreadsheet where we track times up Highway 9 amongst our in-the-know friends. You mean, in, you mean in the Google sheet that we have out there in the public? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> link attached in the details of the podcast. <laughs> You're right. Um, the, your time is the fastest at 5.06, but that's on your bike. Yeah. And how, how fast were you doing that? What do you mean, how fast? Well, how hard were you pushing How hard it? were you pushing it? Probably as hard as I could. Wow. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I mean, I was. I, I think. I mean, I, I know it, myself because every other four wheel time is like six minutes plus, and yeah. then we just slashed a minute off of. Yeah, that. incredible. <laughs> yeah, I, I know myself on the bike. I I don't usually take it easy, especially when I've got a stopwatch going. <laughs> I'm not going to be like, eh, you know, I'll just take this corner yeah. chill. No, yeah. I was I was giving it to him. I mean, I, I think if we want to keep this in, then I think it's worth pointing out that the point of this exercise was not to get the, the quickest time right no. you said it was like just to look back and say most, hey look no, most look of those times, times are traffic yeah. or there's other people in the car or you wet know, road you got held up or it was a wet road it was just corolla. more of like corolla or corolla are the corollas holding corolla. you up yeah i have a history of Wait, corollas there's holding a us up. honda people wagon taken there or something. yeah Ooh. somewhere there was that <laughs> people wagon is that a British thing for minivan? No, that might, yeah, it might be minivan. Sorry. <laughs> Don't they call that an M- MPV yeah. in the UK? Yeah. Gotcha. Mul- the- multiple people vehicle or uh, something. I mean, aren't they people. all unless it's literally a motorcycle? You're asking me something, a rational question there's no logic for. Speaking of that, I was um, in the 911 on my own about a week and a half ago going up Highway 9. I hear it's a sport design edition. It is. Thanks very much for mentioning it. Um, and there were a couple crotch rockets that were behind me and I know they can take me. I know they're faster than me, but you never know. It depends a lot on the rider when you're on a motorcycle, regardless of how fast the bike is. So they stayed behind me for a few corners and they got in front of me and they pretty much within a few corners were just gone. 
and I was giving it to him as, as, as good as I could. So I was pretty impressed with those guys. And then I was also like, you know, I, I don't know if I, I wonder, I'd like to go up with you guys, you in your car in the GT4 and me on my bike and see oh, that'd be fun. what the comparison would be. Yeah, It'd be fun too. It'd yeah. be a fun thing to talk about. It stops. You know? <clears throat> but it was interesting to like, feel like I was walking these guys and I did walk a couple guys, you know, but it's all about the rider on a bike. Yeah. So we were in Saratoga. We were at the gas station and there was Toyota Supra. Yep. New Supra. Mm-hmm. New Supra. Who, what else was there? Uh, 500 Arbath. Yeah, Bar- that's right. Ar- Ar- whatever that, however Arbath. you say it. Fiat Cinquecento Arbath. There you go. And uh, one of my favorite cars on the planet, the Honda S2000. That's right. Oh, uh, yeah. Whatever the second model was with the 2.2 liter. Anyway, they departed the uh, gas station. A good. Uh, they were definitely trying to be ahead of us. Like they there were was definitely a like, move oh, we can see you three. Yeah. Gigantic yeah. Cayenne. Sure. Yeah. Old, beat up Ford and two and a half ton Audi RS5. What generation were these people? The humans. The humans. They're in their late twenties, early thirties. Okay. okay. They were they were younger than us. Okay. But old enough to know better. Uh, <laughs> they definitely departed and then i would say they departed maybe two or three minutes before we started moving yep i'm loving the where the story is going and it's six forty-five in the morning so it's fair to say there was zero traffic yes i believe we caught them about three quarters of the way up highway nine and, and this was during your 517 time? Yes. Uh-huh. And, and you Jeff were able to kept, pass them? With yes. Jeff leading. And Jeff kept backing off because he was getting too close to them. Wow. And then uh, finally uh, they pulled over uh, and you could just see like the oddball look as we're all like Jeff, then me, then Ben. And they're on the side of the road just <coughs> watching. And they, they never caught us. Yeah, they were like, awesome. what on earth just happened? Right. <laughs> And then we saw them, like, we were all standing around looking at the Emira up at Alice's, and probably 20 minutes later, they showed up. So, wow. I, you know, maybe it was, like, leisure drive, sure. right? I yeah. think they stopped for a photo op on Skyline. That's, that's <clears throat> in their defense. Yeah. I do like to imagine, especially when I'm riding the motorcycle, that, that everybody <clears throat> is going as fast as they physically possibly mentally anything can no yeah. that's just you I, I, obviously it's not true but i like to imagine you know <laughs> and i'm like i win <laughs> no i i don't think it was that i just, just going to uh, breakfast you know i just thought it was uh, i mean i know cameron finds this whole idea like ludicrous that he would be driving that car up up that road in that way but i just find it uh, i think there's comedy if that was me in the in one of those three cars with like with my buddies doing a drive and like the three of us came up behind them, I'd be like, "What on earth is going on?" Right. <laughs> well, the other fun thing was when we were coming down. I mean, it was just Ben and I at that point. We had had breakfast and hung out, and we were heading back down. So we went the same way. We went thirty-five to nine, and and again, no traffic, which was amazing, and. We're coming down nine and coming up nine are all the like late time Porsche drivers, right? It's like nine eleven, Cayman, GT four, GT three. And there's one point because Ben's definitely hammering it at this point. He's leading, and you know, I'm trying to keep up the best I can in, in certain parts of it. So I'm still kind of trying to figure out 
what gear to be in and sort of what setting I should have the shocks in. And I actually had the thing on like the maximum sport setting, the maximum shocks. And it was honestly too much. Like it was too crazy and too hard to handle. It was too sharp. The steering got really, you know, kind of darty. So I dropped it back and, and, you know, kind of, and then I was back behind Ben. And there are a couple of times where nine sort of crests and, you know, goes over these little berms, if you will. And it's like the exact, like Ben's cleared it. And the exact moment that I'm going over it, there's like a GT3 coming the other direction. And, you know, he can't see me until he gets over the berm. And I'm like swinging the back around (laughs) almost in his lane. And it must have just been one of those moments where it's like, ah, oh, those idiots in the stupid SUVs that Porsche should have never made, you know? It's just, like, so utterly ridiculous. But the entire time I'm driving this thing, like, two things are going through my head. First is, if you were made to get rid of all of your cars in this, and, like, you had to pick one, what would it be? And I'm like, I think it might actually be this thing. Because, wow. And, I mean, the base model. Like, we're not talking the double turbos. We're not talking the big... Mo- like none of it it's like just to be clear this is the coupe car that has four doors yeah and still weighs six thousand. i don't know how it's a coupe or a coupe what year is it it's a 22 right do you think it's brand new it's a hell if i know let's say it's a 22 i don't know it has like twenty six thousand. you just said that you know that versatility is an important thing i know i just especially if you're gonna have one yeah i i hauled two of the largest pictures that we have framed in our house home the day before from the framers throwing the dog in there we took the thing to stinson beach with like all of our gear and everything um it's destroyed on the inside because my family is completely horrible to cars and honestly like i've tried to keep them away from the thing because you know at some point i think tomorrow i have to give it back um is there there an update there's an update uh so but yeah if i was made to have one car i think that would be high on the list because it does everything well and i still was able to go on an incredibly spirited driver like the typical drive that we would be doing i mean to ben's point it's a completely different mental model to think through and i don't know that i would want to do that every time i went driving but on the other end every single time i get into that thing i'm not unhappy to be driving it like i'm actually like I kind of love driving this. Thing. It's a nice place to be. Sounds I, good. I sat in it once, and it's a it's a beautiful yep. place to be. It's a, it's a really nice interior. Yep. Yeah, I mean they did they did well for an SUV. I mean it's definitely one of the things that they've managed to engineer the soul into it. I mean we have mm-hmm. a Q5 which everybody universally hates, myself included, and supposedly same chassis, but it's like night and day that I would burn the Q5 to the ground if given the choice and it smells on the inside like i should burn it to the ground so but if you let's say you have the fun of driving the gt4 on a drive like that the same drive and then the fun of driving this even though you're pulling similar times essentially you're you're no i'm pulling faster times than the Cayman. let's be clear let's let's be clear (laughs) okay okay that's the fastest either of us have ever done yeah yeah let's just own that so did you get the same adrenaline rush did you get the same no. feeling i mean what, what's different the suspension i mean just the the stiffness well, the look you know, like, like approximately the two tons okay i mean yeah. it it sways a lot okay and the back end you know for it having for it having quattro essentially like 
it's nowhere near as planted as Ben's car is, obviously because it's much the center of gravity is completely different. But it has different. the same kind of torque vectoring, right? It has torque vectoring and has, you know, kind of the... Does it really weigh three tons? It, I think it does really? legitimately weigh almost 6,000 pounds. Wow. You can get a tax credit for it, Evan, if you want. Wow. If you I'm good. decide... Well, we could, we that could give you, tax advice, couldn't we? Yeah, we could. Yeah. If you want to write the entire cost of that car off of your income, go for it. I think that car would really shine in Colorado. <laughs> I think it you would be... You know what I mean? Be, like if you lived in Colorado, You I would think, look like a rock star yeah, driving that thing great. in Colorado. Definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm done expounding on the virtues of that car, but there is a part of me, you know, Cayenne Cayman equation aside, that I'm sitting there evaluating the, the amount of time spent behind the wheel of my Cayman and the amount of joy that I get out of it versus something that I might drive much more frequently or even daily and whether or not that equation is worth entertaining. You don't have to worry about the bump in your garage like, or on the, uh, the driveway hump that you got yeah, there. There's no, there's no uh, clearance issues. Yeah, no clearance <laughs> issues. No, zero clearance issues with that thing, definitely. And what is that? Does that have a three, it has a three liter twin turbo in it? What is it? It has the, uh, it's like the basic Audi motor. It's like a three liter V6 with a single turbo. It's a V6. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that little compact V6. It's like Ben's motor with two of the cylinders lopped off. So it's like the, the, the new RS5 motor then. Or is that twin turbo? I think the new RS5 is twin turbo. And if this thing was the S, it would have twin turbos as Got well. It. So, Evan, you were speaking of a 996 yes, a that you owned. 2002 that my friend pulled up in was in front of my house. Was it silver? It was lapis blue, which That's is the color. dark dark purplish blue yeah sexy mm. <laughs> and, were you in um, colorado at the time it had the chrome not chrome but uh the silver twist wheels and red calipers it was a beautiful car i loved it um yeah in colorado was it a 4s it was a 4s nice. which was perfect for colorado i took it um in the mountains a couple is this times the car that him. you owned or this is the car that he no owned? this was his car at the uh-huh. time and then I had no idea, but about five years later, it would become my car. Oh. Um, So I'm assuming manual. It was a manual six-speed. And I remember I moved to California. Did you bring the car with you? No, I didn't own it at that point. You moved to California. He was still there in uh, Colorado. Yes. And then he decided he wanted to sell the car. And you were like, I must have this. And offered it to me first. Yep. And at that time, it was a fraction of the price of the new 911s. Well, yeah, because nobody because wanted those. No one wanted those. Yeah. And I didn't know that at the time. I just thought, wow, these 911s are cheaper than, than I realized. <laughs> wow, this is amazing. You know? uh, but I ended up getting a one-way ticket out oh, to... You got a one-way ticket, all right. Yeah, out to Denver, and then drove the thing back in two nights. Or, I'm sorry, in one night, two days. It was just... Absolutely an amazing Man, you have a long history of buying cars out of state and then driving them home. I didn't know that. I've done it a couple times. Yeah. I mean, because we went and met you when you bought your current car. Uh, Coming back from Washington, we met you in Oregon. I bought that car in Seattle because I decided I'm going to look in the entire American West because I need to broaden my search. Yeah, I mean, I have zero fear about buying a car out of state. Like, yeah, and yeah. my first experience getting the one-way plane ticket and driving back was so magical that I was like, "Why? 
That's why an, don't people do this all the asset. time? Like the further the car is, the better. Well, I mean, and again, that was a, you know, as we talked about in kind of our intro around why we're into this hobby and the things that it's brought us. I mean, that was a bonding moment. Like we had yeah. a bonding moment. You were exhausted and flipping out that you bought a new car and Ben and I had searched <laughs> high and low to get alcohol in Oregon after 8 p.m. And we had had what's, a... What's with that, Oregon? I don't know. We had had a six-hour drive to come meet you and we were in Ashland, Oregon. I'll never forget that parking garage. It was just all concrete and underground and so cold. Well, and, and, and I, at the same time, Ben made sure that, you know, his car, your car, my car were all tucked into a corner nicely yeah. so that nobody could tag them. I just didn't think such a thing existed in a hotel in Ashland, Oregon, as an underground parking garage. Your boy Ben three, researched I mean, that, that. That was amazing. I mean, Ben. I wasn't going to let you park your brand new car I, outside. Yeah. It was very nice yeah. of you. Ben, ben Googled that. He that Googled feeling that. I had when you guys first came out, when I found you and you first came out and we finally met up and you were able to look at the car and it was uh, pretty magical to me. Yeah, it was pretty intense. Yeah. I mean, and on the way up, Ben and I had a, uh, we have radios, so we oftentimes will sit there and shoot the shiznit as we're driving, which is always, I mean, adds to the drive, I would say. You know, you definitely come up with things that you're not. Even as we're sitting here, there are certain things that we'll never come up with that we come up with when we're sitting behind the wheel of a car with a radio. You know, observation. Oh, look left. You know, like it's the most amazing sunset, like things that you're just not expecting. So we had that moment, you're a few moments of that where we are up meeting you and, you know, really decided that this was an event. This was something that was important and it was something that we wanted to make sure we were there to celebrate with you because it's such a big deal, you know? Like, it was a big deal when you were talking about it. Like, we both knew that it was a big deal, and we were like, we have to clear time to go and, and meet you. And it was it just was, an adventure was, uh, both going up and yeah. coming home. Yeah. There was no, no hesitation. It meant a lot to me. I told you guys that. Yeah, it meant a lot to us that you would literally be like, yes, I will stop and stay overnight versus just plowing through and going Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I, I preferred it. It was awesome. And uh, the next day, obviously, when we were all just finally took off, I remember I wasn't used to the car yet and how it, how it warmed up. And now I realize the car, the Porsche takes forever. That flat six takes forever to warm up. <laughs> It'll be like 63 degrees for about 20 minutes. And finally, it's, oh, my gosh, it's 64 now. It just takes no matter how cold it is outside yeah. or, or hot it is outside. Excuse me. But. So that morning, I remember I looked at you and I said, do we wait until like the meter, you know, goes into the green there? Yeah, you're asking me like some how I'm some sort of water cooled Porsche expert. Well, no, but you did say, you know, if if we wait that long, we're going to be sitting here for 30 minutes. Yeah, I was like, you can warm it up on the road. Just don't don't exceed like 3000 RPMs. Since then, I've read the manual. I've read the manual. Oh, does the manual yeah. say that? I've not read the manual on mine. <laughs> pretty much like once the RPMs, you know, it's when you first start the car when it's cold, it goes up to like 1200 there. And then after about a minute or so, it drops down to about 800. Like Ooh. a normal car. And then you're ready to go. That's, yeah. that's what we call a secondary air injection. No. Mm. Well, I don't know what it's called, but I like it. S A I. It's one of the moments where the car sounds. Much more amazing than it does normally when it's warmed up, I would say. I want it's like an automatic I, I, choke. I do right? want a button that does that. Yeah. Everybody needs that button. <laughs> no, it's not. You know, what, you know what really it's about? Please tell me. 
I believe. I have a feeling you're going to tell me. He's no, going to no, tell you. No, no matter what. No, I, I, again, <laughs> as we've discussed before, this is my understanding of this situation. This is, I'm, not, I'm not an authority. I don't know this for certain. But my understanding is, you in, like, the car injects additional air into the intake to ensure that the extra carbon products are combusted. <laughs> How much carbon product have you been drinking? (laughs) All right. So you had an eclectic mix of cars. Um, What's your question, Cam? I want to know how you got into cars. I want to know the the pivotal moment when you were like, I'm a car person. You know what's weird? I was actually at dinner the other night with my dad, who's 77. Which, by the way, he and I both drive the same boxster he does yep he's got the i have a 70 how old is he how old is my father yes how old's Seven, your father? 77 a 77 year old man and i drive the same car awesome that's hot it's a great car his is yellow yours is black it's like a bumblebee i think his is hotter than mine yeah. with the yellow does he have the hard top or just no. the soft top soft top so he is it is it does he have the black soft top he has a black soft top yeah <laughs> Wow, he does. Uh, he also drives base. a F-Type S Jaguar 2016. Baller. Which is a total monster. Um, but did anyway. You, did you both get into cars at the same time? No. I was talking to him the other night at dinner, and he said, I don't know if you remember, but there's an old story about my dad, which is my grandfather, that he had like an old Ford Fairlane or something. I forgot what it was. Maybe it was a Falcon. 50s, early 50s. And um, he slid it underneath a semi-truck trailer. Yikes. Not not while it was moving. It was still, and he, he went under it. And supposedly there's a photo somewhere. I don't, I've never heard, I don't know. That kind of rings a bell from when I was a kid. But part of me thinks that maybe I heard that when I was very young. And then that combined with my father owning a few cool cars when I was growing up, one of which was a 59 MGA. Ooh, badass. He had a couple of those, not at the same time. And then he had a, um, he had a 71 Cutlass Supreme convertible. Nice. Which was, which was red with a white top, (laughs) which was just, I don't know. It was a piece. It was a great looking car, but it, it wasn't the most reliable thing. Were you around when he owned this car? Like, do you remember this car? Yeah, I was 16 when he had that car. Oh, wow. All right. So I, I was able to drive that car a couple times, but we only had it for about two or three years. It, it just ended up giving us too many problems for what, what it was worth. I mean, was that something that he was daily driving, or was that a car that he no, had? No, he always had a, a regular, right. He always had a daily driver, which I believe at the time Toyota was a Corolla. Maxima. <laughs> And then the Maxima right, yeah. inv- evolved into the um, the RX-7. It wasn't an... Okay. It was a, the RX-7 that was like the Thunderbird. The Ford Thunderbird RX-7. Is, okay. is that right? Is uh, it RX-7? I don't know. But it was one of those like limited edition Ford Thunderbirds. Was it a Ford Thunderbird or was for, it from, an RX-7? It, was an, it must have been an 88. No, it was a Ford Thunderbird RX-7. Or XR7. Maybe it was an XR7. Okay. Oh, oh, with you, with you. Okay, yes. it didn't have the curved back, but it had a straight back window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, actually not a Ford Thunderbird. A, uh, hang on, Mercury Cougar. Thank you. I it don't know Mer- where I pulled that from. I don't know, but that was amazing, and it was a Mercury Cougar. And it, the first time I drove it, or I, or I got in it, I should say, sorry, 
Um, it, it was the first car I'd ever seen that had a digital speedometer. Oh, yeah. Whoa. And yeah, it yeah. had the green color. It was yep. like a green yeah. old school clock. Like you the know? big gigantic eight and yeah. eight next Huge. to each other. Yeah, right. They were like two inches tall. Did it have a one next to the double eights or just the eight and eight? I don't recall. I, I recall it being two numbers. Yeah. Yeah. What, I don't good think good question. Over How old were you then? I was 16. And actually, there's a bit of a story behind that car because I. My parents would go to bed. We lived in Florida, and the AC was kicking on all the time. And I remember the way I snuck out of the house in the middle of the night to steal the car was to put the AC on where it would go on, on the thermostat, and then start turning it down very slowly until it would just shut off. So as soon as the air conditioning shut off, I knew I had about five minutes until it turned back on. And when it turned back on, it made a whistling sound. And the box with the fan was right outside my parents' Oh, oh the window. home air conditioner. The Got home air conditioner. It. I Central you, AC. I didn't, I didn't know where you were I'm going. I'm sorry. With, I was in the house planning this. I didn't know where you were going with this. I'm like, so you're waiting for the air conditioner to be quiet? Or right. Make, no, no, or I, make it's noise? A, it's about to come back on. So right. I, I, in this time, when it's quiet, I run outside, I get in the car, and I roll the windows down, and I sit there with my finger on the ignition, or I'm sorry, you know, on, on the key, right? Yeah, to yeah, turn yeah. It. You're sitting there waiting. And as soon as the air conditioning turns on, I turn on the car, because it is dead quiet in my neighborhood, and I'm so paranoid about starting the car, and my parents are going to wake up. So where'd you go? This was, this was my method. I did this for like a year. <laughs> and... Um, I, I would go to so, the donut shop because it was the only place that was open. Or I would be in touch with some friends of mine. And I'd go pick them up. They also snuck out of their houses. Yeah. And we'd meet up and hop in Evan's parents' car. So were you stealing the Cougar? Put the pedal to the metal. Or were you stealing something else? I was stealing the Cougar. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that was the nicest car my parents ever bought. I mean, that, at the time, that was kind of a big deal. It was like a V8. My, I remember my dad was bragging that it was 15-inch wheels. He's like, dude, this thing's got 15s. <laughs> I was like, you are kidding me, Dad. He's like, that's the same as the 5.0. But anyway, yeah. this was a cool car. And then within about... I had been stealing my parents' car for a long time. But this car, <laughs> they had only, I had only stolen it here and there for about a year. So, and I wrapped it around a tree in the middle of the night. Ooh. No! Uh. Yep. <laughs> no. I, I was looking down, playing with the radio. And... I literally just didn't complete a turn all the way. I thought I was going straight on the road. I was about a quarter mile from my house and um, just looked up and there was a tree. I was going about 30 and there was no avoiding it. It was just too late. And luckily... Well, certainly not in a... What is it? X, XR7? Yeah, XR7. I'm yeah, pretty you're sure not, that's what it's called. You're not avoiding a tree in the XR7. No, it's a giant car yeah, with a like giant motor. steering the Titanic. The one thing I remember is that the... Somehow the dash was like bent in because the engine went through the firewall a little bit. Whoa. Oh, and God. And the stereo was in the back seat. The stereo, like as a unit, like popped out and was lent, was in the back seat. That's a safety feature. Yeah. You weren't in the back seat. I was not in the back seat. In fact, the doors both were wide open when I came to. And, and this I is realized 30 miles an hour and yeah. the car just completely disintegrated. What, what, here's what I yes. want to know. Did you... Did you get out of the car, sneak back into the house, and turn the air conditioner on? Wake up the next morning and go, "What? What what happened?" It was a consideration. (laughs) You thought someone must have stolen your car with this, right? I have no idea what happened. Wait, Dad, what happened to the car? I don't know why the air conditioning is set on (laughs) seventy (laughs) four. So in reality, so okay, that's what would have given me away. Because in Florida, the AC is a big deal. 
You know, if it's if you go to bed at seventy six and you wake up on seventy four, every degree, yeah, right? Something is something's up. Somebody, so so you wrap. Somebody's been messing with right. my AC. Yeah, because they're trying to steal the cougar. Um, so you wrap the XR seven around a tree. You come to, and then and then, I mean, did you run and leave it? Did you wait for I, the cops? I literally ran home. All right, look, I'm leaving a part of the story that I, I didn't tell yet, but I'm just going to throw it in there really quick. I had a dog at the time. She was a little tiny yip, yip, yip dog. And if I left the house, she'd start barking. So I took her with me everywhere. You're like, I, I got to right. cover my tracks. Exactly. So Holy. I took her with me. She's in the front seat of the, the XR7. We wrap it around the tree. <coughs> and part of what I'm doing is, is, is yelling at her to stop barking in the front seat of the car when I wrap it around the tree. That and playing with the radio. I was a dumb teenager. You know what I mean? I yeah, was it happens. Making yeah. bad decisions. Definitely. I was completely. Definitely. Cell phones weren't even invented yet. I don't even no. have that as an excuse. But somehow I figured out a way to be distracted. In the middle of the night to be distracted by something. So anyway, yeah, I wake up to my dog running around the car and barking and kind of waking me up. She was fine. And I get out of the car and I have a yellow Izod kind of polo shirt on, I remember. Good for you. And thank you. And I literally had blood all over it because I had broken my nose. On oh, the, no way. And it, Is that it, why it wasn't a big deal. The way that it looks? Hey, whoa, whoa, hey. whoa. And, but literally, you know, something, if you break your nose or you get punched in the nose or whatever, it can leak like a sieve. And it yeah. just oh, literally yeah. just yeah. Co- covered my clothes in blood. I was fine. I wasn't in pain, nothing. So I, I ran home the quarter mile. It was about three or four blocks. It was like right there. And um, I went into my parents' room at three in the morning and I turned on the light <laughs> and I was like, it's me. It's me. You know, like, it's your son. Don't, you know, don't worry. Don't yeah, freak out. Because I'm like, down. if someone came into my room at three in the morning and turned my light Wait, on, this is covered in blood. This, you're still covered in blood. Oh, right? yeah. I'm covered in blood. <laughs> I was like in shock, you know, like I didn't even think. Go cha- I didn't think. I just went straight yeah. to mom and dad, you know. Yep. And I just I said, I stole your car. I wrapped it around the tree. And my, I remember very clearly my dad, he goes, are you okay? And I go, I'm fine. I think I broke my nose. And he's like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and then just like chased me around the house, never laid a finger on me, but I definitely, yeah, it was bad. I remember when my mom went to go look at the car for the first time, the police were there and the police, my mom says, put their arm around her at one point and says, I am so sorry. And she's like, what are you talking about? My son is fine. It's the ca- like, it's I'm, I'm crying about the car, you know? XR7. <laughs> like this, this was my baby, right? She was sad about the car. Has she forgiven you? Yeah, yeah. We've, we've made light of it. In a, it didn't take long. You know, what, my, what? my parents said they're going to ground me forever. They were like, you're never getting a car. We were going to get you a car. Six days later? Yeah, they're yeah, like, it was get about, out. Yeah, get out. It was a few, a few weeks. It was maybe two or three weeks. And I remember it's right at the beginning of summer, but I, uh, I have a like totally they were related, but kind of not related question. So, what's your mom driving now? Oh man, it's a bummer. Things have gone downhill from the XR7. Well, my I told you what my dad drives. Those are yeah, some yeah, cool yeah, cars, yeah. I mean, your but dad's my got mom, some, some nice stuff. In the she driveway. never came back from that. She <laughs> she never. <laughs> what are you saying? She doesn't drive. She never anymore? quite recovered. She's uh no, she's driving a Kia Sportage, oh, like a two God. a two thousand twenty. Kia Sportage, uh, which really actually, all right, look, I, I'm sorry, but I love that car. Do you? When I drive it, it's a simple car and it works well and it's perfect for her. I feel a little bit like, like that's perfect for her. It's like the Cayenne story, but yeah. with your mom. I mean, but it's not, 
it's not a driver's car at all. I mean, oh my gosh. Well, I mean, it's, could you really say that a three-ton yes. SUV is a driver's car? It's made by Porsche. I, I would, knowing what I know of, of Porsche, yeah. All right, all right. So, yeah, I got off to a, a young start of yeah. breaking stuff, you Break, know, and, and making stuff. making bad decisions when it comes to vehicles. So, I, what, did, what? I mean, what did your dad decide to replace the XR7 with? I believe... At the time, it was a Trans Am. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it was an 87 Trans Am. What's the fancy Trans Am? The GTA? No. The Firebird. Z? No, you're thinking Z28. No, that's a Camaro. Is that a Camaro? That's a Camaro. That's what he had later. He had an early 90s Camaro later. But in between that, he did have a Trans Am. I don't don't remember. Probably the like the worst time to buy a Trans Am ever. All I remember of that car, it had such a huge transaxle, transaxle running through the center of the car oh, yep. that when you're sitting in the back seat, it's like a giant hump you could put your arm oh, on. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. you don't need armrests in the back. And, and the dashboard in that car was so high. And that, very flat. Yeah, you very felt like, flat. I'm going to hit my forehead on this at every stoplight. It's a bizarre... Did yeah. you drive that or was he like, Evan, no, absolutely no, not. No, after that, it was an... Like 1975 MGB, which, which had about I, 40 horsepower. I mean, probably. honestly, though, like he was smart. He's like Evans. No more power for Evan. Well, minus the 40 horsepower end of it. I mean, what a cool ass car to drive as a 17 year old. I mean, those are badass. No, it was really cool. It was red and it was in good shape and it had really cool wheels. Wire, wire and, wheels. No, it didn't have the wire wheels. It had like these uh, painted silver wheels like these aluminum looking yeah. wheels yeah I, don't, yeah I don't think you got the wire wheels in the u.s we got the wire wheels in the u.s don't 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 talk down to us english guy no just because it's an mg doesn't mean you know i mean we we, we were stripped of most good things from europe and <laughs> the best stuff from england but we did get wire wheels at the very least with, with that car by the way i owned it for two weeks this is the first car that my parents said look we're gonna buy you a car did you wrap it around a tree <clears throat> i did not wrap it around a tree but yeah. i did break it i exploded it like to the point where they dragged it away and after just brought two it to weeks? the yard after two weeks it was gone what from the face oh of the my earth my god i had it for two weeks and i was so into power already i oh. wanted the that 50 <laughs> wait, speed wait it, this was a new car this no, was no, new no, to no. me like new, it, but it, it was an M, it was an MGB. No, it's a 1975 MGB. MGB. Oh, okay, was it yeah, the GT? So you know, it's pretty easy to screw that car. I agree. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> was it was it a GT? The no, the convertible. It was a convertible. Uh, okay. Yeah, MGB. Yeah, the MGB. MGB, like you know, a midget. Yeah. So I remember my buddy speaking of Z28s. He had like an 88 Z28, and we were going to the water park, and there were four people in his car, and it was me and one other person in mine, and we were going on I-75 in South Florida. And he's just driving at 75, 85 miles an hour, you know, and no big deal. But I'm in this little old car and I'm watching the temperature gauge and it's just slowly climbing into the H. And I'm just young and dumb enough to keep going out of ego because I just want to go with my boys. You know what I mean? I don't want to slow down. They're already in front of me. So if I slow down, they're literally just going to... I mean, worst case scenario, meet me there in 10 minutes. <laughs> you know, it's like not a big deal. Right. But in my 17-year-old brain, I'm like, must keep up with this cool car. And I literally just blew it up. I'm, we're driving down the highway, and I'm watching it go into the H. And as soon as it's there for a minute or so, I'm just continuing on. And literally a hole developed in my hood. 
like I look down, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a hole in my hood. And like a rod or I have no idea what, like shot a hole through the hood of the car. Like completely wow. brick, I mean, bricked the motor instantly. I think you may be one of the only people I know that's ever like thrown a rod literally through Out the of the car. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. I mean, I don't know that it was a rod, but the motor looked like, you know. But something, something pierced the hood at that point. Acid on it, yeah. I mean, it was just demolished. Yikes. Wow. Explosion. So uh, Midlands. I, I did go to the water park, by the way. Good. I, yeah. I'm glad you still made it. Yeah. yeah. We pretty much. I mean, hopefully there were women there in bad 80s bikinis and you could forget about the MGV. I don't remember. MGVs. I don't remember. I was 17. What am I thinking? Of course, I, yeah, I should remember. So so what became of the MGB? Was it just carted the off? The MGB was literally towed away to a yard. And I went and looked at it one more time with my dad. I remember thinking maybe we could salvage the wheels or whatever. And when it came down to insurance and everything, they really wouldn't let me touch it. And mm-hmm. they totaled the vehicle, and wow. that was it. And then what? Did never you get? saw it again. Um, after that, I got a eighty-seven Suzuki Samurai. Oh, <laughs> I want that now. I wish you had that now. You know, I, I wasn't when I went to college. I got it right before I went to college. So for one year in high school, I drove that car. So Florida in high school, and in then Florida. and, and then uh, college. college was in Florida too. Okay, but um. So, Did you but, get a lot of girls in that thing? Hold on a second. <laughs> but for the first year, I, I got a lot of girls, but I think it had nothing to do with the car. The car might have sure? been a deterrent. I, I'm yeah. pretty sure it has nothing to do with Yeah, the yeah. The car was in, a con, in the con list for <laughs> God, sure. I, I mean, I love the Samurai. He's like, well, he does drive a Samurai. Well, yeah, <laughs> well, I well, you can go back in time and date him then. <laughs> well, I mean, I, you know, if I was a hot Florida girl, I'm sure I might, you know be the lone girl that's like a love the samurai i went when i went to college i stayed at the dorm for the first year and in the dorm there's no need to have a car i mean you're right there on campus yeah whatever. my parents wouldn't let me have i got car. the cafeteria pass yeah, right, you know right so i gave the car to my brother who lived in dc at the time or in, or in fairfax virginia and he drove that thing in the snow for a couple for about a year and a half two years and just absolutely loved it had so many stories to tell and then he gave it back to me for the last three years of college and that thing was just so much fun. I, I thought you were going to say it just turned to dust. It no, was like <laughs> it was so much fun until finally, no, something did happen. I can't remember. There was, there was a problem with it that I, at the time couldn't, didn't want to pay to fix or just tired of it. I think I was tired of the fact that it didn't have a roof, you know, it was a soft top and it was yeah. just constantly exposed to the elements. Yeah. And after Not a, big a while deal in Florida, it's a bit exhausting. Though, so, I mean, I think, you know, one of, one of the fascinating <laughs> things is like, we dropped off when somehow Apple left us hanging with recording and you know, probably three of the greatest things that you could sling together would be a Suzuki Samurai, a Ford five liter motor and Jesse Combs. Oh yeah. I mean, you put those three things together. She would have a field day with that. Yeah. (laughs) Magic. I wonder how fast she could get on the planes with that. Oh, like 500 miles an hour at least. Oh my gosh. That, that, those those cars that I just mentioned were the first cars I had before I finally got into something that I considered to be sporty. Yeah, I was going to say, like, maybe... <clears throat> those are not sporty cars, in did my you, opinion. Yeah, did you leave those... Like, how did you leave those I, I driving experiences where you just, like, cars are kind of utilitarian, cars are a means to an end? Like, what was... It was a friend of mine. 
my friend Greg, who had a 81 Scirocco at the time. Okay. That was Volkswagen. Tricked out. I love the Scirocco. Yeah, yeah, who doesn't? And he was kind of part of, you know, what we had mentioned earlier, car culture. Like, he, at the time, was a pizza delivery guy. Hey, I, and, bet, you, I bet you, with the 81 Scirocco, what do you want to bet Ben can tell you who designed that thing? Who designed it, Ben? Do you know? No. Don't know. What? It's an Italian design. Is it Giugiaro? Yes. There you go. Awesome. So I, I did know. To me, that that is a beautiful car. To me, I, yeah. I mean, if I yeah, could they're amazing. Get my hands on one, and you know, I had the space for it. Whatever, I would love to have another eighty-one Scirocco. You know, you may wake up one morning and go out to your garage, and there's just one sitting there. Yeah, I shouldn't say another. I never owned one, but my friend, I have a, I have a, uh, literally, I have a. What do you call them here? I don't know. You need to say it. You'd have I to give us more information, you know, for us to give you. That. Wait, I don't know. You're not in my head. No. <laughs> Nor did we come from the country. I know where it you're sounds from. like we are. It does sound like we it are. It does. <clears throat> amusement park. Yes. It's so, called an amusement park. So I have a great Scirocco-related amusement park story. Oh, lay it on me. So I think I was probably I don't know, 19 years old, 20 years old, probably less than 19. I'm going to say 18, 19. And like my then girlfriend and her older sister and her boyfriend was like, we're going, we're going to the amusement park, which in the UK was one of the two amusement parks that exists. Are they both on the coast somewhere? No, no, they're not. Like uh, Alton Towers and Thorpe Park. And I think this in this nope. example, it was Alton Towers. Okay. Which was like a three-hour drive. And so there was at least four of us in this car. What kind of car? And I think there may have been more than four of us in this car. Okay. And what it kind of was a Scirocco. Oh, nice. Four people. At least. In a Scirocco. At least. At least. And I'm pretty sure that I spent most <clears throat> of the three-hour drive in the trunk. Oh. Yeah, that is a tiny car. Yeah. Also yeah. with not a, big, a very big car. Like, mm, yeah. A lot of hood, though. Not comfortable. But it was worth it because, you know, I was there with the girlfriend and the yeah. sister and the boyfriend. Yes. And, and, you know, we were going to the amusement park. So I, I have very fond memories of the, uh, of the, the original of Volkswagen Scirocco. This yep. was probably 1989. But the Scirocco itself was what year? Well, it could have only been two or three years at least before that. So was it the? Sorry, I'm well, getting, my, you said I'm getting real. My I'm getting real was folks. In yeah, so that was Scirocco Mark One. I'm trying to figure out whether Ben was talking Scirocco Mark Two. Aha, uh-huh. which was what year? Uh, That's probably more like what you're talking about. Eighty-nine or eighty-seven, maybe. Yeah, I mean, if it was like anything mid '80s, it would be the Mark Two, like the sixteen-valve Scirocco. Which is what I had. I'm sorry, the 16 valve GTI. I'm sorry. When I was Which when I was squished in the two. trunk in the back, I didn't count the valves. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. So my friend Greg, who was a pizza delivery guy, who I later became, I graduated to pizza delivery guy, um, convinced me to. My, my dad wanted to buy me an Aries K oh, ba- ba- back geez, down in South Florida. I went to go visit him in South Florida and I was going back to college and he said, You needed a new car. Let's go to the. You know, I said, Fine, let's go. So we went to the lot and he literally was like, Here's the K car. Yeah. Like we went for a test drive in the Aries K. So, so and I one... said, I would rather yeah, ride a bicycle Fair. Than, ha- than, than drive this car. I yeah. just don't want it. I mean, 
I'm sorry. talk about like the worst of American made yeah. anything. And I apologize profusely. I remember I felt so disrespectful, you know, because he's offering to spend, you know, a few thousand dollars on this car. I'm like, no. So anyway, between my friend Greg and I, we convinced my dad to send me back to college with a blank check. I'm sorry. A signed check for $5,000. Oh, so you could what? buy whatever you wanted? Yes. He's like, I'm going to give you five grand, and you could go get whatever you want. What did you get? And I got a uh, 1987 16-valve GTI Volkswagen. Booyah. <laughs> and I loved it. I mean, like, he, he found it. We found it in um, the newspaper, you know, in the black and white print in the newspaper. Yeah. We called yeah. this guy. <laughs> and Can I we, ask what color it was? It was red. Okay. So we were in Tampa. This guy was in Clearwater which is about 45 minutes over a nine mile bridge or something ridiculous. I don't remember. It was a huge bridge. And on the way back, I had driven faster in that car than I've ever driven or gone in my entire life, other than being in an airplane, probably, you know? Yeah. I mean, those cars were definitely like adult performance for kids. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I think it was 180 horsepower, but it probably weighed 2,800 pounds. Right. And I was going 120 miles an hour, feeling solid as a rock. What year was it? On the highway. And I was 18 years old, you know. Um, what year was it? It was at 80, 87. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was just such an amazing, it just, that changed my life right there. That one day, I could picture it right now. First car I ever had with a sunroof, of course. So I'm like, just for whatever reason, every car I've owned since then has had a sunroof, including my current car. And I, I just have to have a sunroof. It just feels... Yeah. No. It reminds me of that experience. Top. Slick top, yo. Yeah, and I look, I get that, but for me, it's a uh, nostalgia. I believe the yeah, sunroof. That's good. That's good. Yeah, and and then by the way, my friend who had that Chiraco was driving with me on that on that particular day, as the Volkswagen people do. Yep. So he dropped me off to get the car. We looked it over together, and then drove back together. And that was yeah, Greg. Did you have the pill key? The you know, it's like a key with a cover, and it sticks together. And it's like a little peel. I, you know, I don't recall that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. That was one of the things I, I really, I had a 92, uh, 16 valve GTI, which was the last year they made the Mark II and it had this weird little key and you like, it didn't make any sense to me, but I remember key. a key where it had VW written on it, Yeah, yeah. but you could see through it. You yeah, know yeah. I mean? yeah. Like, like, like it was yeah. engraved. Yeah. That was a pretty cool when it had but it had rubber around it too. Yeah. 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 That was a cool key. Yeah, it was like silver in the center with the black rubber. Whoops. Yep. I like keys. You know, like it was a big deal for me to get my second key on my current car. Like, keys are important. Keys are important. But it's interesting. Back then, that key would have been maybe thirty dollars, you know, at the dealership. Now the Porsche keys are upwards of seven hundred dollars a piece. It's I'm really completely glad they amazing. Saved that second key. Yes, yeah, me too. Yeah. It's like a Lego brick. The too. second key was quite important. By the way, keys on the left, bro. Yeah. Speaking of that, yeah. When I get into the Porsche, I always still find myself with the key in my right hand. And when I get yep. in, I put it in the ignition and then I sit down. Like huh. I, or I do it as I'm sitting down, I put it in the ignition and then I put my left hand on it. Do you wait until you get in and then and then put then put it in? No, I have learned kind of which is like way too much into my brain. The only key that I own that is a color other than black is the key for my GT4 and it's red. So the red is the cue to put the key in your left hand and you open the door and get in and you've got the key in your hand and you put the key in the weird little Lego brick holder thing and turn the key. 
It is satisfying, by the way, how it just slips right in there. It is. I um, <laughs> I worry. Christ. I worry that at the point where I decide to get rid of my GT4 and get a new Porsche, a newer Porsche, whether or not the key will still exist on the left hand side, or whether it will be some weird. I mean, it won't be a button, but like the Cayenne even has like a foot. Like it's the stupidest thing. So you get in with the stupid key. You don't ever have to take it out of your pocket, and there's like a fake key in the ignition <coughs> that you turn. What? Ooh, weird. That's yeah, like, like legacy retro crap. Well, I mean, they. they I think <coughs> Porsche's having a really hard time going to a button, so they're still like you have to turn the key. But that's what I was expecting. I was expecting the key in your pocket. You get in, <coughs> you push the button on the left side to stick with you know history, and and that would be really cool. I was surprised to see a key. I mean, I like the key, but nonetheless. At this day, I'm surprised to be still turning a key, although the car is a 2015. I, I but, button or button? Button. But, button. But, yeah, now button. We're, this is a completely different podcast. Like, button. We could, we could do it at some point where I have to yell at designers to not say but, but, button. 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 Well, and you know, sadly, you're reviewing design at some point and you're going through 150 slides where you know there's going to be 10 buttons on the page where finally after like the first three pages I'm like it's a button it's a button 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 there's a t it's not a button I feel like I'm talking to my five year old it's like no there's a t sound button button yeah yeah children don't get cars although I will say when I drop does your daughter get cars she does to the point where I shouldn't say drop off when I pick her up she will like leave the car door open weird amount of time. It's like, why yep. don't you shut the door? Yep. And then she gets in the car and then starts playing with the radio and then turns up something louder than normal and kind of looks around, slowly closes the door, makes sure the windows roll down. And she's looking around. She wants to be noticed. She's, I was going to ask about to, that. She's trying to see like who can see that I'm in the cool car. She, I, she gets it to that point. Hmm. She's 10. Yeah. You know, so I'm not too surprised, but the fact that she thinks it's cool, I like. Yeah, that's but then good. it's weird. Then she gets in the BMW, which is a great car. It's not a great car. It's a great car. It's not a great car. And she's just like, "What's this piece of crap?" I'm thinking, "You spoiled brat. <laughs> How dare you?" Yeah, I, I drove a Samurai <laughs> in 1987. You don't tell me what's a piece of crap. This car would have been like, you know, a, del- a, a you know. Back yeah. to the Future would have been some amazing vehicle back in 1987. I love the Samurai. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> there, were, there were many times in that Samurai where all four wheels were off the ground. Yeah, good. Many <laughs> times. And, and, and then there were also several times where I looked up and would see my friend's face looking down on me because he was about to flip over, holding onto the, the rail. You know, he, was in the, he was in the back seat. I mean, somehow he ended up back in the seat, but... We had some wild times in that vehicle. I mean, and it never broke. Tell me you got laid in that thing. I don't know if I did get laid. One time I did leave a steak in the <laughs> underneath the seat by mistake when I went grocery shopping. And you I and a I steak. A steak. An uncooked steak. Yeah, an uncooked steak. Under the seat. Yeah. And and like no a carpet. month later there's I was no like a rat in died wait, in my wait, wait, wait. Samurai. How does an uncooked steak get under the seat? I went grocery shopping and it slipped out of the bag and yeah, went that's under the there. first thing I think of doing when I get steaks is like, oh where am I gonna put this? <laughs> <laughs> Ben's like 
I had three steaks when I left the grocery store. Oh. Now I have two. Which is weird, Where's right? You think being like, a college no, you know, student, you, buy you know the where steaks, your steaks you are. Get, you get in the car and you're like, where, where do I put this? Oh, I know. Under the seat. I don't know what happened. What do you mean you don't know what I, happened? It smelled so bad. And it took me so long just to like bend over far enough to like look under the seat, you know, and be like, oh, there's the problem. I literally thought I had hit, I had killed an animal and it a was month. underneath. It was about a month. Wow. Yeah. Didn't, I, didn't I you was miss a, the steak? Like in the beginning? Well, that's the thing, right? What kind of college student doesn't know where his steaks are? You don't. Wait, wait, I mean, wait back I, up. What, what kind of college student is buying yeah, steaks? Yeah, no, I was fortunate. I was a fortunate <laughs> it's college the, it's student. It's the guy driving the samurai, basically. Yeah. Well, you right. wouldn't have known it by looking at my vehicle <laughs> that I was fortunate. <laughs> The speed bumps. I remember the speed bumps at University of South Florida. They were those really wide ones that were like Wait, five feet across. Hold on a minute. You went to USF? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Just curious. Um, and, and I would hit those things at like 30 miles per hour. Like and like the weird bowl. The car suspension was so stiff that it would just and like bump up into the air about three feet and then land on the other side of the... That's rad. Of the downslope of, of the, yeah, it, it, was, it crazy. was crazy. Those are good times. Is yeah. it confusing for Samurai you if I like, show up to your house and I'm wearing like a USF sweatshirt? Or are you like wondering if I went the to The Bulls? You? Yeah. I, did you go to USF? I did. You went to University of South Florida? No, I went to the University of San Francisco. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I know. USF. <laughs> that's why I said University of South Florida. But no, that's why I said USF. It's funny, right? I think what the colors green and gold. The colors are green and gold. Oh dear God! It's so confusing. Why would they do that? I don't know. Well, they had a good art program, and it was only four hours from mom and dad. (laughs) Yes, same. Hour and a half from mom and dad. That's much closer. They 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 made me leave my '84 GTI an hour and a half away. They wouldn't let me take it to school. That's rough. Wow. It sucked. Why? They didn't trust me. That just reminded me of something. When I when I had, or no, I had, the MGB blew up, <laughs> and then and then I was dating a girl that actually had a. I think it was a TR6 oh, Triumph. Oh. oh. Okay, t- that's a great story too. A TR6. I, I don't know. No, it couldn't have been that nice. TR7. TR7. No, it was a Fiat. It was a Fiat. That's oh. what it was. No, it was a British racing green Fiat. Excuse me. Was it me. a Fiat X17? I don't know. I don't Did know what it was. Did it look like was. a 914, but not yeah. as attractive? Yeah. With a big, It like, looked like the MGB, the but back. a little bit cooler. I, I think. Yeah, so not a TR7. No. Or a, no, no, no. Not, not a, even close. No, was it the Fiat like 2000 or whatever it was? The Spider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Those a little rubbish. Tiny, yeah. It was, it was rubbish. Yeah, they look cool, but they're rubbish. But it was serendipitous in some weird way, you know. Because but you've dated a lot know. of girls with like some really cool cars, didn't you? Date a girl who drove like an E nine, like a BMW, like yep. a yeah, she had three O CSI or yep, something like that. Exactly. Yeah, that was a cool car. And at the Man, time, I didn't I'm realize jealous of your dating history. Well, I didn't realize how cool it was what she was driving at the time because I just wasn't into BMW. But she was that into BMW. No, yeah, I, I guess. You know, you know what I'm, <clears throat> what I'm taking away from this It's like, not the girl was cool. Oh yeah, that was a cool car. Right. Yeah. Like you're like no. Yeah. 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 You're, no, the you, girl's cool because she <laughs> drove an E9 and she knew it. <laughs> like she, like she Evan was, cool. was. Evan was the non-car person in that relationship. He's just like. Well, Big no, at the, time, at the time I was driving a 95 M3, 
But I, but when I picked her up, check this out. I picked her up the first time, and I wasn't driving the M3. I had an old '79 F250, or I'm sorry, yeah, F250 Camper Special pickup truck, and I picked her up in that, and she loved it. And huh? I think the old shitty truck put the hook in her. Nice. I really do. Yeah, that's she, hot. Well, she said she's like, I love the truck. And then you showed up with the M3, and she's old bench seat. Oh yeah, yeah, it was a big bench seat, little little arm around. You know, you're like. Argh. Well, when I showed up in the M3 a couple weeks later, she was like, who the fuck is this Yeah, guy? and she's just like, why did you buy the, like, the wait, total douchebag wait, car? what? <laughs> how, how many M logos am I looking at right now? Oh, like six. No, but then she had the the, the that, 3.0 CSI. But so. she had one up on you. Like, that was a way cooler BMW. It was. I, I at the time, didn't know. I didn't realize how Which, cool she was. But she did, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean... No, she was cool. Props to your old girlfriend, yeah. whoever that girl yeah. is. She was cool. Hopefully she'll, she's still she'll driving remain old, old BMWs. She she still might be. I don't know. Yeah. She probably belongs to the CCA or something. Yep. I broke her heart. I remember she, she was not happy. She was not a happy camper. Oh. Yeah. And I worked at a bar at the time so she could like access me whenever Oof. she wanted to. Not cool. Yeah. Yeah. Playing sad songs on the jukebox with like starry eyes across the room it's like Whoa. get a grip woman she's like the xr used xr7 it. of your relationships <laughs> <Seriously>. crash <laughs> so okay so man you're just like dropping you're just dropping cool cars left and right you're like oh, i had an m3 well the cash. m3 the, i had the um the 87 16 valve gti <laughs> for eight years yeah it's a and long had, time to own a gti i had developed Mark some financial you know benefits in those eight years one of the biggest moves <laughs> of my life was to move from my florida home when i grew where i grew up out to denver yep and i drove that 87 16 valve from florida to denver and that's a long way i had it was especially in mexican made golf it was a it was an issue because that car at the time was burning like a quart of oil every thousand miles and probably losing some zip tie that was crucial to its running every quite possibly feet now the, i remember reliability wise that car was bulletproof <laughs> it was all you right make any kind you, of face you want but I i'm mean, telling you you, it was. you probably were the lucky you were the lottery winner at okay, that fine. point well, well that's, that's not the end of the that's story great. at the time it was running great cool but anyway so i remember people literally pulling up next to me you know with their hands in front of their face shaking it back and forth being like your car is burning oil. I'm like, I'm aware of this. So it felt, I was a bit Griswoldy, you know, like yeah, coming like, out to Denver. Like but, um, anyway, so that car finally died in Denver and I rebuilt the motor and then something else bad happened after I rebuilt the motor. And I thought I've, I'm done with this car. And then, um, yeah, that M3 <laughs> popped up. So you went straight from 16 valve to M3 straight from 16 valve. Wait a minute. No, there was a 99 Toyota Tacoma in the middle of that. Okay. Yeah, so I bought a pickup truck. Then I bought... You seem to like the pickups. Yeah, then I got rid of that, bought the old pickup truck, and then picked up the M3. The pickup that you have now, you picked up? No, I have. that's a different one. Okay. Yeah, that other one I had for a few years, and then I, the one I currently have I picked up, and then that I've had for almost 17 years. Yeah, it's nice that you have some of these cars that are like the long-term... Yeah. ownership of like where you have a history with it you've got a relationship and you've put time and energy into the 
working on it, etc. Like that's actually the truck cool. is a whole podcast in itself. Yeah, yeah, we should definitely spend some time talking about that. It I, really is. Yeah, I've ridden in it. I think it's a fascinating car. Like everything about it is fascinating. But yeah, <laughs> we can save that for another podcast. I like the fact that you put time and energy into like, you know, yet another refresh of it. Like it looks great right now. 